You are listening to HCD Talks, the official podcast of Humana Corpus Dignitate. Hi, Carlos. Angel. It's been a while. <laughs> it has um, been a while. We've been, we haven't done a podcast in a while, but. Well, we've been, um, we've been on Anne DeSantis's podcast, two different ones, actually, her um journeys in faith podcast which is actually a live video cast that she does and then the other one um is the sewing hope podcast and it's sewing as an s-e-w sewing um so you know she's been a wonderful um it's been wonderful to talk to her actually i so if anyone wants to if anyone wants to check out her ministries, it's the Patchwork Hearts ministry um, is her big ministry that kind of umbrellas two different ones. Um, and then we also to um, just recently did the um, Catholic dating conference. We also have done Hyacinth's podcast that she did. We were her first guest ever on her podcast. And she's a lovely woman from of faith from the Philippines. So it was really nice to talk to somebody from my home country, I guess you could say. Um, so that was really cool. And yes. so we've been, you know, it's been going. In the Living Pro-Life Conference, I had to do my video and then you oh, yes. do that. So, so you've been busy. Uh, and then on top of that, you've been a blogging machine with daily, I'm sorry, the weekly mass reflections. And then I did my big incarnation blog. So and while we're working and raising kids. So, well, you know, but I, we really want to come together and kind of talk about, we're starting Lent. Um, and so, you know, I had some, quite a few reflections on Lent and actually more talking about the whole teaching on abstinence and fasting. Are you going to give up anything for Lent? I don't know. Cause it's, but I have to decide soon. And the thing is, is that I, I don't want to say chocolate or ice cream or whatever, because I don't, I don't eat a lot of that stuff anyway. I mean, some of that stuff I go weeks or months without. So, you know, I don't want to say, okay, I'm going to give up ice cream and I might've eaten ice cream like twice in six weeks. So it's like this whole point, but uh, I, I don't know. I think and that kind of leads me to my first thought is, you know, what do you give up and, or what are you doing to better yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, I did consider, and I'm still thinking this is what I'm going to give up. And you know how hard this is for me. Fried food. That's part of it. So fried food. food. So none of my French fries, none of my zucchini, and that's normally what I'm craving when it's that time of the month. So I am going to be completely messed up. Um, <laughs> so when you're telling me that you're also, for those who don't know Carson, I, I, used to, I used to live there, so I know. So what you're saying is you are going to hurt one of your local businesses, Ted's. I can get a salad. True. No, there Does you go. an omelet, would an omelet count? No. Okay. It's not breaded, so it's okay. Okay, okay. So breaded fried food. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Have a baked potato. <sighs> I lo- I do love baked potatoes, so that can okay. be my French fries. 
substitute, I guess you could say. So, but you know, what's interesting was I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday. She's Christian, but it was, it was really interesting. And she's like, I was going to give up bottom feeders. And so she's going to give up pork, lobster, shrimp. And I jokingly told her, I was like, oh, so you're going Jewish for Lent. <laughs> she started laughing. And she told me how hard it was because she realized how much food actually has pork in it. Like even, yeah. you know, there's something, I mean, who doesn't want bacon for breakfast? Really? I like pork bacon. Breakfast, like lunch and dinner and bacon bits mm -hmm. on salad, bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah, of course. Com salads, all that stuff. So yeah, no, she, she was talking about how hard she realized like she was just going to restaurants recently and picking up food and realizing how many of the food that she eats has pork in it yeah. at all. So it that would be a really hard one. So, so why don't we, I want to actually just run with that. Okay. So we know about the meatless Fridays, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of a sacrifice. And I know that, um, I think we were, when we first talked about doing this podcast, I had mentioned to you that, you know, one of my high school classmates, his, his grandma used to go meatless Fridays all the time because this is back in the day when the church did that, not just for Lent. And, you know, at one point it was a choice you can continue doing. And obviously you and I were both, you know, we have families, we have kids to feed, you know, we feed ourselves. So certainly would never say meat's cheap. It's not cheap. In fact, it's interesting because speaking of salads, many people who are trying to get healthy say, well, I can, a lot of times a dinner salad costs more than a cheeseburger. So that's, that's a different thing together. But no, the reality is that it is expensive to get meat. So <clears throat> it's a sacrifice. I think a sacrifice is mainly because culturally we're used to eating meat all the time. You know, in some cases, every meal. And I've actually personally been trying to downgrade my, my uh, meat intake. Like I just went back to work this past week for hybrid classes. And when I was home for a, you know several weeks, I would eat tuna or salmon with my salad at lunch. But then I started eating sometimes just like black beans or kidney beans on my salad, trying to cut back on meat intake. You know, I'll get to the fish part in a second, but, but uh, you know, I, I kind of, I, you know, just throw it out there. You know, if you gave up meat on Friday, especially those who, you know, you, you're, if you're still out working and a lot of people that still are, they're still getting food when they're out. Um, it's possible that what meal you would sort of place your burger or whatever with sandwich, it would, it might be cheaper, you know, getting a, veggie burrito i mean going to my favorite mexican places you know the bean and cheese burrito doesn't cost as much as carne asada burrito so here i am obeying the meatless friday thing but the question i ask is are you making a sacrifice two fish is not cheap yeah you know you and i both know that i mean yes i eat a lot of fish because that's what i inherited when i got married it's fine i love it i i, I love salmon so I'm not trying to say fish is a loophole, but, you know, again, is that something where, you know, if you had a dinner salad for dinner, you know, a vegetable based salad for dinner on a Friday, you could argue, I mean, if you're, if you don't put salmon on your salad, you're saving money. Okay. So 
you know, think I, I, that's where I start saying, okay, what are you going to give up that really is going to be hard? As far as that goes, you're obviously bringing up, uh, I think more of a perspective of what would somebody consider to be a sacrifice, right? Because if you're talking about monetary value, it's not going to be a sacrifice. It's actually going to save you money to yes. give up meat. And, but yeah, at the same time, it could, yeah. but you're talking about, okay, I am one of those people who was a picky eater, really picky that I did not like vegetables until my adult life. And to this day, so my parents made, um, you know, in, in the Filipino culture, we have our own noodles, which we call pancit, and it has a lot of vegetables in it. And I always avoided the vegetable. <laughs> and here I am trying to force feed my child who is just as picky as me vegetables. And my parents start laughing at me as I'm eating the funset because they're like, are you going to avoid the vegetables? Because you know, your son doesn't like vegetables either. And you're telling him he has to eat it. So I literally had to force myself to eat it. I am a meat eater. So gentlemen, both of us are parents, both of us teachers, both of us are the world's biggest hypocrites. That's the way you roll. Okay. I, I, I understand because I was that child drove my father insane at McDonald's because you know, the cheeseburger has meat, cheese, like tiny cut onions, which you probably can't even taste. And one little pickle. Maybe a little spit of mustard. When pickle, I was a kid, I hate because I'd pull them out. Okay, when I was a kid, they put one pickle, and I would make my father get me a cheeseburger with just meat and cheese, so they had to wait for it. They couldn't just assemble line my food, and he would just, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Now, the other thing, going back to the food thing, is, and you're right, because you know, obviously, if you don't like the food, it's like, oh, I'm mean, imagine people who, like if you're a vegan. And you're Catholic, and it's Meatless Friday. It's like you okay, cheated on that one. That was that was your diet anyway. <laughs> yeah. well, so I, what, say, I wonder what do vegans end up giving up? <laughs> that's actually a good question. I, I I work with a vegan, so I'm going to ask her about that because she's yeah. she's actually a very devout that's Catholic. An too. interesting one. But what I would say is, what when you ask me what I want to give up is, um, I think for a lot of us because of. If, you know, a lot of people are, are really good with calendars and schedules, even if it's by force. I'm not one of them. You know that. Um, a lot of their efforts advance them, you know, in, the, in their careers, in their jobs, they, they, their exercise. People have a little timer on their watch, whatever, when they're exercising. Mm -hmm. And so we're busy. And some people are very busy, but they do busy really well. And um, that's where I would say, is it really about giving something up or is it, what can I do to better? I'm thinking of that John the Baptist quote now where he talked about this, the one coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, which is like a sword being refined in the fire. So what, what I want to do something where it's going to strengthen me spiritually. It's, it may be a, it may be a challenge, but how is it going to make me a better Catholic? Now, here's where it gets interesting for me is, you know, people who've uh, seen previous podcasts know that I am a musician. 
and I recently have stepped off stage because of COVID and other reasons. And, um, you know, it's freed up some time, you know, like, like there are moments in my day where I'm a little more you know, available to do things. And I, you know, I, I find myself really looking forward to praying my rosary in the morning. And um, also, you know, since I've slowed down a bit, you know, there's no Saturday night gigs, even though we get off later, you're still out working. You know, I play at mass on, on Sunday mornings and I'm wide awake. And I'm actually really looking forward to being there. So I, I feel this, this, this uh, fulfillment that it's been a long time. But what more can I do? And you've been doing the Office of the Hours. I know that. You've even gone as far as getting a book and doing it. And you have your alarm set to remind you, which I think is amazing. So I've been sitting here thinking, okay. And this will be kind of hard because, you know, I, I just said a second ago, I went back to work doing hybrid. Okay, part of me is like, cool, because I love where I work. I love being there. I, I love my coworkers. So seeing them, hey, what's up? You know, of course, elbow, you know, because we're still COVID. Uh, don't see a lot of the kids, but some of them are there. So it's better than being home. But I have to leave for work at 6.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Whereas I remember a few mornings when I was all online, class still starts at eight o'clock. I actually wake up at seven o'clock and I'm like, oh, I can just lay here another 20 minutes and I can just crawl out of bed, you know, make my breakfast, have my coffee. And as long as I logged on about five minutes to eight, that's fine, my lessons are ready. So it was great. Like people would ask me, so are you doing like the polo shirt with the pajamas? I'm like, no, I actually will get dressed, but I'm wearing jeans, you know, <laughs> I'm not wearing shoes. I'm wearing my, you know, house socks. So it's pretty comfortable. And of course, next week, you know, it's another week and it's like, okay. And now I got to figure out, you know, for me, this is adding to my day. I'm mm -hmm. adjusting to the schedule. So what do I do to add more prayer to my, my life? not just maybe adding more types of prayer, but like, I, I really like what you're doing with the whole taking time out of my day to pray. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that may be what I want to do. And even if, even if I just, cause we have a, a 40 minute break at work for lunch, I might, I may just say, you know what, I'm going to take part of this lunch and I'm going to go to the chapel and, and just sit with our Lord. Well, the other thing, um, and I mentioned this before, was not just, I mean, I love reading the Liturgy of the Hours. It's, um, I've always found that when I've read scripture, somehow it, there'd be at least one line or it's the whole scripture. And it is so relevant to not just the time in my life or whatever, but literally what is going on in my life at that very moment. Um, you know, I was in, um, I was not in good terms with somebody recently and there was, um, you know, the scriptures for that week was, a, and it, it was a long time. Like it was one of those long drawn out, um, things. And so I, you know, I read the scriptures for that week and it was about forgiveness and about accepting. And I was like, Okay, God's telling me it's time to let this go. <laughs> and it was and it was weird because it was around the time that I started to feel maybe it's 
maybe it's time to start the forgiving process and the letting go process. And then that scripture ended up being what the scripture was for the whole week. And I was like, all right, God's saying like, do this now. And so when I saw the person, nothing was said, but it was fine. You know, it, it, it got better. Um, so, but part of that, like, had I just held on to what I was feeling, the hurt and the anger that I was feeling and not be willing to forgive, we probably would still be in that, you know, in that state. And so it was really accepting what God says. But what I'm trying to say is like, sometimes um, reading scripture really helps me. But the other thing that I started to do, and I, I like I said, I've mentioned this before, is um, I started to do, right, instead of writing like a diary or a journal, I started writing a prayer journal. So anytime I wrote anything about my day, it was either thank you, God, for this, or God helped me through this, or God bless this person and help them through this. So everything was not just a memory I was writing down, but everything was in a form of a prayer. And so it actually, when I did that, when I was doing that consistently, it even helped me mentally and emotionally through my day because I started to try to see things in a different perspective like all the things that happened to me in a different perspective so you know it's funny you say that because I know you talked about that before and I like I I'm kind of finding myself curious because you might remember there was one time I was at the bookstore with my kids and I had mentioned that they gave me a free little journal because they had mm -hmm. extra from a, a sale they had do you want one? I'm like, sure. I don't journal. So, but I was like, yeah, I'll take it. It's been sitting on my nightstand for like six weeks. And I keep looking at it like, I got to do something with this. And, you know, they usually start diaries and journals with Dear Diary. I start it with Dear God. So it, it starts off as a prayer. And I do sign it, amen. Like it really is a prayer journal. You know, I've been, it's funny because I, you know, little things pop up and it's kind of like God's waving a carrot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I remember, I just saw it yesterday. Um, there's a fair here every year in Pima County Fair. I've only gone once I, and it was, it was cool, but I just never went back with my family. And I don't think I'm going to go, but they announced that they're having a drive-through concert this year with casting crowns. And I remember seeing them years ago in Phoenix and it was great. It was a wonderful experience and the opening groups were great too. But then it's funny cause um, you know, I play at church and, and you know, I, there's a lot of times I'll listen to faith-based music but it's almost like, it's kind of like, it was, I almost felt like saying, God saying, hey, you know, kind of reshift a little bit what you're listening to. Cause I even picked up a few faith-based movies. I just haven't sat and watched them yet i need to watch so them. so i i'm thinking okay going back to that time thing what are you doing with your time i mean guilty i like i like my guy movies you know you i mean you're laughing when i got my american ninja five movie collection <laughs> and i've gotten through four of them and like <laughs> i said you know you have you have bad acting with martial arts how cool is that but the thing was is that i i bought the fatima movie i just haven't sat and watched because i don't want to Cause you know how it is with kids. Sometimes you get to watch like half. I want to watch the whole thing and I want to be mm -hmm. like alone. But, and then I did buy a copy of, I can only imagine, and even though I've seen it already, I, it's been a few years. So I want to watch it again, but I have a ton of 
faith-based movies. And I was thinking, okay, I think I'm going to just use my time. Because every time I watch them, it always, there's always something that it teaches me or something that it, it moves in me. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to like, everyone talks about what they binge watch. Okay. Binge watch Christian movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to binge listen. No one ever says that, but how about binge listen to some like faith-based music? That's like, honestly like what I've been throwing on in the car a lot, like on my way to work is just, I have my, you know, you can create your playlist on the iPhone and I, um, I have my faith-based playlist and there are times that that's all I listen to for days. So, so I, th- I think, you know, sometimes again, we think a lot about what are you going to give up? Mm-hmm. And that's great. It's, it works. Cause like, you know, I, I remember telling you for some reason in 2000, I, I wanted to do something, you know, awesome. And I, I can't believe to this day I did it. I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm not trying to boast. I, I did it. I'm, I'm shocked. But I gave up meat for 40 days. I, I didn't. I can't do it. That was. Um, but did I, you eat seafood, though? Or was it so no animal at all? Okay. Cheese. Eggs, okay. So you went vegetarian, not vegan. Vegetarian. Okay. But. But the thing is when like, okay, when, when you're with your coworkers and you're eating your, you know, rabbit food and they're, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't care, but it's just that I, you know, I was teaching theology already. So when I explained why I was eating rabbit food, oh, that's cool. And then it was just, I bet you don't pull it off. I go, well, if I fall off, I'll just keep going. You know, that's fine. But I did it. And so I, I did have carne asada on Easter Sunday. I have no shame <laughs> in saying that. But, but um, it was just, I guess, I remember 96 was a bad year for me personally. And, you know, little things got better. And, you know, you have a new year resolution. And when you had a whole new millennium, whatever, people were kind of thinking about renewal. So I thought, yeah, I want to do something like that. And so... Yeah, giving up can be that thing that refines you again, that sword in the fire. That's great. But, you know, I think my heart's been kind of telling me, well, maybe what you're going to give up is time, but you're going to do that to spend time with with me, you know, and I think that's cool. Um, And I've enjoyed that. Like, it's funny because I, you know, I pray my rosary in the morning, but sometimes I catch myself during the day and I'm like, I want to do more. I want to do it again, or I want to, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do another mystery, even though it's not the day of that mystery. And so I, I, I'm kind of pleased, like, okay, maybe my heart's kind of moving more as it should towards God. But of course I know I have a long way to go, but I haven't felt this progress in a long time. And I know that some of the things in my life that I've let go of, I, as much as I hate to say this, they may have been kind of a distraction and it's painful because, you know, sometimes you really enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, with not playing gigs right now and look how busy we've been. I mean, as soon as I, you know, and sometimes we're like, we're we're spending time working on the talk, you know, like, you know, we're talking and we're like, boom, 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 boom. You have all the information you're making slides. I'm going through books or whatever. I mean, we're using that time to work. And what, I think, what do you 
interesting was once you stopped, all these opportunities came up. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of the, you, you had mentioned, you know, um, you know, there is that saying when God closes one door, he opens another, you know, he'll, he'll give and take. And so was it, is it, could you really consider it being taken away from you or can you consider it as I'm going to move you in another direction? Both, because sometimes um, we were talking about in my class the other day about um, getting caught in your sin. And I said, I asked the kids, I go, how many times have you, you know, movies sometimes do a great job presenting something as it is. And I go, how many times have you watched a movie where there's a villain and they're doing something terrible. And rather than, you know, them being, you know, the ninja movies, go back to that, the ninja kills them, you know, man, man movies, they get arrested. And I've seen so many movies where the villain gets arrested. And the first thing they say to the authorities is not, it wasn't me. It's thank you. Because they're so enslaved in their sin. They needed someone to, like, I'll give you an example. I, this is, again, God talking. So I'm, I'm watching YouTube yesterday because I, I don't, I just watch YouTube videos a lot. And Alila still love music. I'm still watching all the concert videos and drummers and stuff. And I was watching, um, it's a beautiful video. It was by the previous Journey drummer, Dean Castronovo. He he got in big trouble about five years ago. He he he. It all went. It all came down to drug addiction. And he talked about them firing him. And he said, "I wasn't angry with them." He said they fired me because they loved me. He says one thing. He goes, "I gotta say it." He goes, "I." damaged their brand. I made them look bad. They worked so hard. You know, we worked so hard to build this brand. He was a replacement member. So you have other members who for years before that, you know, you're building your, your empire. He said, I embarrassed them. I deserved it. He goes, but it was Dean, you need to go and get help. He goes, I couldn't do it being in this environment. So sometimes it's like, it's like the parent taking the child away from and this is where you need to be. And I, I've also told you that in this time, it, my, my time with my kids has been better too. Mm-hmm. So um, it, 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 it is taken away, but it's sometimes we're in the wrong place. You know, and I, I know with addiction issues, you know, it's hard to let go. And, you know, even when people have to let people go in their lives, toxic people, it's hard it because, hard. you know, because, I mean, they are your friends, you care about them, or you just care about their well-being. But um, there are certainly times that you, you need to be somewhere else. And I think what happens is it, it's kind of like, have you seen that picture that people have on the internet sometimes where this little girl's holding a teddy bear and, and Jesus has got a bigger one behind him? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. just saying, trust me. And it's like, we, we're afraid to follow but the funny thing is, if you do, he'll give you the bigger teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And but, but that is such a, it, it is. And, you know, here's this, you, we also go into our own comfort zones, I think. And this is what you know is where you're comfortable. And when you let something go, 
it's the unknown that we fear. Like what's going to happen to me if I let this go? Who am I? Especially when it's something that you feel like has defined you for so long. And so now you're giving it up to rediscover yourself in a different light. And it, that can be very scary and um, painful. And, you know, you just, but you push through it. And I think, um, you know, but I think that's where faith really has to come in. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, is sometimes you don't necessarily give it up forever. Sometimes you need to get away from it. And when you're back in it, it's, it's, I'll give you, this is, a, this is, I really want to share this. So when I moved to Tucson, I worked at, um, I started working at St. Augustine Catholic High School. I was there for a year and I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It was, I, I enjoyed the year. It was, it was a new school. It was only their fourth year open. So, I mean, there's a lot of growing pains and a lot of resources they didn't have. And long story short, um, I got offered a job at another high school and I really had no reason to take it, but I did. And I didn't really know why, but I knew I needed to do it. And I ended up being, I was there for 10 years and um, the, uh, the I, it's really, I don't want to get into like a laundry list of everything that happened, but it, it was going on, I would say the entire 10 years from the day I made the decision to take the job, I kept seeing why I was, why I had to do it. There were so many life-changing experiences for me. And it was funny because I was back at the other school's campus for non-school days. Like there would be retreats there, you know, just certain diocesan events. And, you know, it was always nice to be there. It was always, you know, I, I never wanted, you know, I didn't dislike it. There were teachers I was still friends with, I'd hear from, you know, so it was great. I always wanted to hear that they were doing well. And then I started seeing like campus improvements and expansion, it was great. I was happy for them. And the only thing, cause you know, I, I also felt loyalty to where I was cause 10 years and there was a lot of stuff the school did for me. But when it comes to your kids, there's nothing more important. So when my son was gonna start high school and we felt like it would be better for him to go to a smaller school well, now I'm walking back in there as a parent. And, you know, in, in the Diocese of Tucson, we all kind of know each other or know of each other. So the principal's there. She's like, oh, you're, you teach, used to teach here? Oh, you know, so it's kind of like we'd have these joking conversations. And my son applied and got accepted. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, I'm going to just have to, you know, play chauffeur. And then long story, you know, one, one, then at one point, a few months later, they, they, they talked to me about working there. And it was difficult because, you know, 10 years, I was the longest I'd ever worked at a school. Um, it was hard because you really care about people that you, you, um, you, you work with. They're dear friends. Um, it was hard too, because I was teaching juniors and I didn't teach seniors. And, you know, I was trying to kind of make some of the kids, it's going to be fine. And, and I go, well, you guys, I wasn't even going to teach you guys next year. I don't teach seniors. And one of the boys goes, yeah, but there's like, it makes us happy that you're still here. I was like, oh, so what I, what I thought about was, okay. And cause when I told my classes that I was going to leave, I remember telling them it, it, 
I thought of the Council of Jerusalem because the apostles had already gone out to teach, but they had to come back for this council. And we don't know all the details around it, but as far as traveling and all that, but then they all went back out to their ministries. And you realize some of them never saw each other again. And you know, the, the ones who were with Jesus at the beginning, the first 12, and of course, soon it would be 11 before they placed Judas. There had to be comfort in that. And, you know, I like, I, I, I would, I kept thinking of Thomas. He had to go to India. He had to be scared, you know, and you don't know what's going to happen and you're alone. But then he, you know, he made new friends. And I, you know, this, when I went back to St. Augustine, they, they welcomed me, you know, it was, it was very cool. The teachers I didn't know, they were very welcoming all the new teachers or returning teachers. And, you know, it's, it's been great, you know, not just to be with my son there too, but it's just what I was able to bring to the school, you know? And so, um, you know, it, it, he gives and takes away, but we forget he gives. And it's just, I, I missed my students that I had to leave behind, but then I always remind myself, well, look at the students I've had since then that I never would have met them if I turned, if I didn't leave. So it wasn't just for my own kid. It was for, and he's going to graduate this year. So it's like, he's not going to be there forever. So um, it's really, you know, God puts you where you need to be. And, and I could see that it was time for me to, you know, to go back and, and, and offer that. And, you know, look at our ministry. I mean, you were finishing up your, your nurse practitioner degree and most people are like, okay, I'm going to go work. I'm going to do this. And then you're like, no, there's, I, there's something more I want to do besides my profession, which you are doing, but we're here right now. It, um, my gardener just is now mowing the lawn. So, but you know, it, it really, it, there were a lot of, and I mean, I felt like when you did leave the other school, it was time. Um, yeah. Sometimes you kind of have your run, but you know, you, you do end up, and it wasn't just that time. Like you, you tend to see the blessings of things much later. And sometimes you don't even realize that God's been planting the seed for a long time. Like our ministry, we had no idea that this was ever going to come to fruition. Like this wasn't even a thought. And what it ended up being was both of us call our, our friendship, just, you know, calling each other constantly and asking each other for advice on, you know, you wanted more physiology and I wanted more of the, um, of the theology when I was teaching catechism and suddenly we're like, you know, let's start this ministry. And so you realize later that God plants a seed long before you even have any idea at all. And sometimes the, the big thing is you take that step outside of the box. So it could be making more time for something. It could be a sacrifice, you know, like for example, going from where I was to where I'm at now, the school now doesn't have the same resources, but we find a way, you know, so I've, I've had, a, it's challenged my teaching to be more innovative, but again, you know, the, the well, I main mean, they don't, they don't have the same resources, but I think in some ways, the way you are and what you've studied, you became a resource for certain things for the school. 
So sometimes it's not necessarily what they can give you. A lot of times God puts you somewhere because of what you can give, what your gifts are. And, and it's funny you say that because I've had to stretch myself working there, doing multiple things, but all my coworkers do that. One of my coworkers, she teaches French. She can't teach Spanish if she wanted to. She teaches culinary and she teaches yoga. That's her day. And she loves it because she loves French. She loves to cook and she loves yoga. And it's funny because what we miss most by all the kids being there is they're always cooking. So they're always sending food. Like when they make crepes, I'm like, oh, we can't, we can't have crepes now because COVID. So it's like, uh, I saw her last semester. I go, this has to go away because I miss your crepes. I'll, I'll make crepes for you when you come over to California. Um, go with COVID. <laughs> Just, I didn't say when. I just said when I you know, come. I, I don't know, know when that I is. I didn't uh, say it right. Crepes. I'm sorry. Crepes. It's, but well, I don't know. How do the French say it? I don't even know. Better um, than both of us. <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, but well, I mean, besides the theology and you studying theology of the body, you also were teaching percussion. Yes. And so, that was something that it was like, you need to start sharing that more. Stop just doing it for you, you know about this. So you need to start doing it, sharing it. And it was like, yes, Lord. So it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And it helped your son open up more. And I mean, we talked about that earlier today. Um, you know, it, it, you had no idea how talented your son was on the drums because he hit it and suddenly he's part of a class. So we had to show it and you, you were bug eyed. So, and what I love too, is the kids who were very unsure about it. And I encouraged them. I said, look, just try it. And I made sure to walk in the first day. I want you guys to try everything. I want you guys to make mistakes because no one's going to make fun of you. And I meant it. I'm like, we're not going to belittle each other. And I love the fact that they always bought into it. And some of them came out of their shells and you know they were, they were straight up beginners and they did a great job. So to see all of them flourish was, was amazing. I remember one kid, he was actually in my theology class, first period. And then of course at that year's percussion was seventh period. He walks up to me after class, first period. You're the percussion teacher too, right? I said, yes. He goes, how do I get out of your class? I'm like, wait, why would you want to get out of the class? He ended up being one of the captains. I just asked him, I said, look, just give it a try because you're not going to be the only one that's a beginner. And he did a phenomenal job. I was so proud of him. So, I mean, again, sometimes what our sacrifice ends up being is a gift to yourself or to others. And so what we have to really think about is what is our sacrifice this Lent going to be for us? What is the, don't just give it up because it's the, it's the teaching of the church. What is it really doing for you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, how is it bringing you closer to God? And not just, you know, we get a lot of, and you and I were born into the Catholic faith. So we know quite a few people in our own family lives and our own lives and through the church who are traditional Catholics, cultural but, Catholics, yeah, culturally, but mm -hmm. they're not 
you know, they don't have a very, you, you see where they're not strong spiritually. They just kind of go with it because that's what the church teaches they had to do. And so they follow the rules beautifully, but that doesn't mean that it meant anything to them. So I've the question, <laughs> I, hey, hey, me too. Okay. I mean, but we're also taught you can always recenter yourself. Mm -hmm. And so what well, we're, you know, if any, one thing I want to make clear is I'm also talking to myself, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. what am I going to do to find myself? I want to be, I want to come out of Lent appreciating the Lord's passion more, but then also I, I would like to be able to look in the mirror and say, how have I improved myself as a Catholic? Exactly. And, and by and the way, I am going to go meet this on Fridays. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm just saying, I, I want to have a better understanding why my first thought is I, I love the fact that with a lot of the church's traditions, it makes us a global community. And I could think of how many people are doing this. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm in solidarity with my fellow Catholics. Well, something that you just brought up now is that we're all on a spiritual journey and we all have our roller coasters. There was a time I wasn't even going to church for my own. I just kind of, it phased out. I didn't feel like going because I didn't go because I didn't want to, you know, and it wasn't, it, it's not that I didn't believe in God. It was, you know, my environment just kind of made me not appreciate what church should be. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly one day I felt like something was missing and I walked back in and I was like, I, you're talking about walking into the church that I was baptized at, went to school, first communion, first reconciliation, confirmation, got married at, baptized my kids at, okay? So this is a church I grew up in. So literally walking in through the doors, there was no mass. It was quiet. It was dim. And I just started to cry because I was like, I'm home. And you you have that realization that of what you are missing and, but you don't, you still don't fully appreciate it. But I think in the last, I think especially the last year, you and I have really um, tried to work on ourselves spiritually. And yeah. I think because our hearts were seeking it more, we're realizing where we are lacking. And both of us are so hungry for it that we're still trying to find more and more ways to Definitely. improve our spirituality. Definitely. So we're on that journey. We're inviting everyone listening to consider that too, not just to do something that's the thing that we do, but why are you doing it? And, exactly. you know, maybe again, it's going to be in our busy rat race world. What can you make time for? And it's going to be hard because we have everything scheduled. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm counting down days I have left to do that, but I, but I'm also looking forward to it. I, I, um, I, I feel, I know it's going to make me a better person. So. Absolutely. Well, um, we're, sh we're out of time, but, mm -hmm. um, happy Lent everyone. Happy, <laughs> is, do we call it happy Lent? I mean, <laughs> I, I believe, I believe in freedom of speech. It's fine. <laughs> So, you know, but God bless every single one of you um, where we pray that all of you do find that in your sacrifice, you find the gift and you find that Absolutely. you find that closeness with God. And that's what ultimately it's supposed to be, right? That's why Jesus went and fasted and prayed in the desert for 40 days. And that's the whole point of this is so that he can just take a moment and just be with 
the Lord. And so we also need to do the same. So yes. we right. will see you guys for next another HCD talks next time when that will be. It's sporadic, obviously. So we're not later. Sure, but we'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. For more podcast episodes, videos, blogs, and more, please visit us at www.hcdtalks.com or visit any of our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at HCDTalks. Thank you for listening.